Well, good morning. Uh, wherever you are, whatever time it is for you, it's morning for us. So, kind of. Good morning. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit later than we normally record. It's yes. still morning for half an hour. And uh, actually, I think we're going to be releasing this episode today. Uh, and so it will be afternoon by the time people listen to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day, mate. <laughs> uh, my name's Tyler. I'm your host uh, of the Real World Podcast, uh, where da- uh, <laughs> Dave Dave is here. Yeah, uh, we have a live here. audience Hi, today. We have a live audience. But Scott and Bobby uh, tackle real issues in a real world, mending the gap between boomers and millennials. How are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. 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 How are good. you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Pretty well. I'm just, you know, dealing with the whole coronavirus is... You're dealing like personally with the coronavirus. You didn't tell me that before we started recording. <laughs> I'm not six feet away from I you was right now. Say, I'm yeah. only like three feet away. So yeah. no, 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 I'm, I, I'm feeling fine. No, I feel very unsafe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know what? I, I mean, I, I don't get into all the hype and everything, but, sure. um, you know, to have church canceled, that has never happened my entire life. Yeah. So that's, it just kind of. I don't know. Makes well, it a well, little bit really more canceled. real. Yeah, I'm, well, that's true. It's not canceled. It's, it's just, moved online. It's moved yeah. online. But it's like part of church. We are the church. Therefore, if we're not getting together with each other, I mean, that's an we're important part to me. We're still doing it as families at our house. We are. We are. And we, we have community group tonight and we're still meeting. And so. uh, Scott uh, and me and our other roommate uh, mm-hmm. are going to do church here mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like awesome. we're going to meet yeah. together and do church. Yeah. and. You know, yeah, uh, and I—I I mean, we may even invite people to come yeah. over and do church with us, yeah. right? But right. we're going to have a screening at our door, so like you have to get screened. For <laughs> for <laughs> so you got some of those hand. test kits that yeah. are pretty have to, tough to get. Oh yeah, uh, I have a—I I bribed some people at the CDC. Wow, ours is just a pee test. <laughs> I don't know if it tells us that they have Crohn or not. But they just have to pee oh, on the stick. I think they're pregnancy tests. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know what? We do have to have some humor with regard to this, though, because Absolutely. some people have kind of gone outer limits oh, yeah, on this. Sure. And it certainly is serious to, um, you know, older people. I think about my father. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, it's, it's really affecting the worst older people and people with immune disorders, yes, people with respiratory disorders, yes. which is mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes, and uh, our our levity is not in any way to diminish not at anyone all. who has someone in their life who is very fearful right now or is an at-risk person or is struggling with this. We understand this is a serious thing, but our levity is just because in times like this, sometimes levity, sometimes laughter is the best thing. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's going on in your life, Bobby? Well, speaking of my father, we were just coming from his house, so we're putting his house up on the market in a couple weeks. Um, so he's going to sell it because as I've been um, talking in, in the past, he's going to be moving in with us. We're um, building a home that has uh, like a generational suite, and he's going to have his own living area. Nice. But it'll be part of our home, and so we're getting his home ready to be um, put on the market. So there's just a lot of like last minute things that we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just making sure everything works and he's had to order a couple doors and have some doors replaced and things mm-hmm. like that. So, but it's, we're moving it up a little bit. Yeah. And so, um, but it's fine. We just, we just got to get her done. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of sad, you know, as I walk through there and I just, I see my mom. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. 
My uh, well, you are uh, well. You're working on uh, getting your father's house sold. My mom's getting work working on getting my, uh, her mother's house sold. Okay, so she is helping your mom now. Yeah, getting she that. is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So both both Scott and I's grandparents, the the homes that uh, you mm-hmm. know. I still think we need to try to get them together. It'd be a, a funny thing to watch. Oh my! I I don't. Who know. do you think would kill who first? <laughs> I don't know who that's meaner to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. that's funny. That's oh funny. man! What about you, Scott? What's going on with I'm you? Saying, I yeah. met your grandma, so I know the answer to that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah she's a very sweet woman. She is very. She nice. is. Uh, yeah. She's very sweet, but uh, it's. I, I would say that they are hilarious in that your dad is better. And like nicer, the closer you are to him. Yes, for sure. Like he just has a rough exterior. He does. And my grandma's yeah. the opposite. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my grandma's a very <laughs> like sweet lady. Mm-hmm. If you until you get to until know her, you get real close, and then it's like, whoa, like, oh dang, yeah. Oh, oh that's funny. <laughs> um, well, me, I'm kind of excited that um, services have moved online because yesterday, with all this rain. Uh, our campus had a lot of water coming into it. And mm. I was at the campus until about Ooh. eight o'clock last night with vacuums and towels. And I uh, went to the store and bought some uh, remediation fans. And Oh, they had those at the store? <laughs> I found some at, at Lowe's, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you found anything at I the know, store. Yeah. I well, know, I know. No one's going to Lowe's. Lowe's is pretty stocked. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, mostly, it's mostly grocery stores that are getting hit right now, so... Well, yeah. if uh, if you need to, I guess, you know, if you can't find toilet paper, you can always go to Lowe's. Lowe's was sh- out of toilet paper. Oh, but I bet but they, they had shop w- rags. <laughs> they, have, they, did. <laughs> they did have a lot of shop rags. They also had a lot of paper towels. Oh. Just not toilet paper. Oh. Well, you know what? Paper towels if better than If worst came them? to worst, yes. toilet, or yes. paper towels would be better than yes. nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yes, the left or the right. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw a, uh, I saw a pretty funny post. Uh, it was... Uh, uh, someone with a bag of leaves and they had written on it uh, organic, organic toilet, paper. toilet paper, $10. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Ziploc bag of leaves. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. My there goodness. is, there is definitely some hysteria uh, yeah. surrounding COVID-19. Uh, but because of, in light of all that, I thought it would be good for us to uh, spend a little bit of time right now and talk about the sovereignty of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know uh, as believers uh, that all things great or small, uh, God is knows about. He has power and dominion over, and uh, and we believe that. Uh, but a lot of us don't really necessarily fully know the extent of all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you know, we may hear the term God's sovereignty or sovereignty of God, and we may not know entirely what that means. Yeah. Uh, and so, in light of COVID nineteen, in light of coronavirus. Um, I thought it would be good for us to talk about that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that'd be um, a good discussion. But what I wanted to share was, so I had posted this on Facebook, and I thought this was pretty cool um, and very fitting Mm. for our discussion. COVID-19, Christ over viruses and infectious diseases. (laughs) Um, And then the reference is Joshua 1.9. Oh, yeah. And it's, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Mm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I mean, that promise to Joshua is probably one of one of the better examples of, you know, 
God's sovereignty with, uh, you know, Israel coming into the promised land. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had a lot of obstacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. And, uh, and as Joshua set forward, uh, following God's command, uh, and obeying and following God, uh, everywhere he set his foot, uh, mm-hmm. the Lord gave to him. So, yeah. So when we're talking about sovereignty of God, um, the, the question I'm kind of hearing is like, why do bad things happen? Yeah. If God is all powerful, if God is all loving and, uh, then why are there bad things happening? Why doesn't he step in? Why doesn't he intervene? And so that's what I'm kind of hoping we get a tackle today and talk about. And so, uh, I, when I think about this subject, I kind of break it into two different segments. Mm. Um, the, the first segment being a uh, natural disaster, Things like um, perhaps viruses or hurricanes or earthquakes or fires or whatever it may be. And then you also have more of like the man-made sinful aspect of the world. We're talking about mass shootings, bombings, uh, genocide, all, uh, I mean, things like the Holocaust, all those types of things. Yeah, I would say both. Oftentimes people kind of lump together and say, if God is good, how could this happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's true. And one of the things that I've, I've been saying this for years is like, well, we know how good God is. He is a great God. I'm surprised more things don't happen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm surprised we don't have more mass shootings and things like that. Because when you look at the heart of man, we're evil. I mean, underneath it all, you know, it's like the, um, we, we just, um, the flesh is strong. Mm-hmm. And our spirit is very weak sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I just... Well, and some people don't even have a spirit. That's right? true. So all they Absolutely. have is the flesh. And, and that's actually kind of my point. It's like, you know, it's hard for us Christians who we know better. Like, we know the truth. We know the Lord. And that relationship is so important. Um, <laughs> that sounded like music. It yeah, was I thought a, it was a guitar. Uh, bar on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, but what a struggle it is for a non-believer... Mm. who who doesn't even have the Lord as, as part of their lives. Yeah. Sure. You know, and um, so, and, and again, I, I am so thankful for the prayers of our predecessors, for our mm. grandparents, our parents, and all those believers before us um, praying for us. Mm. Um, I believe it's made a difference. Yeah. Well, it goes all the way back to Jesus. Jesus a lot of people don't realize this, that uh, Jesus specifically has prayed for us personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, John chapter 17 uh, Jesus talks about how um, he he's talking specifically with his disciples and he's praying for them. And then as soon as he ends that, he says, and I also want to lift up those who will believe based on the accounts of those who are with me. Yeah. And so he's talking about all the future believers and he says, everyone who's read the scripture that they haven't written yet. Yeah. How reassuring is that people? Mm, I yeah. mean, like seriously, it's like when I hear that and again, I am no Bible scholar and I've said this before and I just really appreciate um, the knowledge that Scott and Tyler have, and mostly Scott. Um, <laughs> that was oh, nice you, of you, though. You have, you have, you have a lot of, <laughs> you have a lot as well. Yes, you do. Um, but you know, uh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. sorry. No, it happens to me all the time. Yeah. Sorry. Well, the, uh, you were um, just saying how reassuring it is to. Oh yeah, yeah. and that's what I was going to say. It's just it's so reassuring, especially now. Yeah. With you know just all of the fear surrounding the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, it it it's just kind of gone to exponential levels and there's just like a different feeling right now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. almost like Armageddon or something, you know, it's kind of, 
which is a good movie. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's you your, other podcast. Our other, podcast, that's your other podcast. That's your other podcast. Plug. Um, yeah. So John 17, Jesus prays for uh, those who will believe. And he says, and this has always been a reoccurring passage for me that has helped me in difficult times in my life where I felt alone. I felt scared. I felt like maybe God wasn't present. He didn't want to be with me. He didn't like me. And Jesus says, Father, please um, make us one and um, know how much I long to be with them. Mm. Mm. And how much Jesus himself is praying to the Father saying, God, I wish I could be with those people. Uh, but alas, like that's not the plan. My plan is to send a helper to go out with them. Um, but know that in the midst of all, all the troubles that arise in life and all the feelings of loneliness and doubt and depression and all the craziness of life, Jesus longs to be with you and he loves you and he's, he, he's there um, waiting for you to reach out to him. So there is a lot of reassurance in that. Um, so as we kind of dig into this topic of sovereignty of God, I think let's kind of talk about the man-made one first and then yeah. we'll dig into the, the natural disaster one as I think one's maybe a little bit easier to talk about than the other. Um, so when we talk about uh, man-made um, sinful uh, issues in life, um, we have to look at God's design for humanity, God's design for his creation. Uh, God created us as relational beings, and that's part of how we were created in his image. And he has invited us into that relationship. And so we have to look at what is real relationship. And real relationship requires choice. If I program a computer, to say, let's say, to say, Scott, I love you. Scott, you're the best. I believe in you. Which we have now. We yeah, have, we we have, have robots that. that can do that. that can right? do yes, that. We do. Um, I think we would all agree that that's not real relationship, me and that robot. Right. Because it doesn't have a choice to actually choose me. It doesn't actually feel the things that it's saying. It's been told to say those things. And so real relationship requires a real choice. And real choice means people can choose the wrong thing. Mm. And so um, out of God wanting to have real relationship with humanity, he has given us that free will. We kind of talked about free will and predestination a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but God has given us this free choice to choose him, um, which means people can choose the wrong thing. And that's where we see so many of these bad things happening, like the Holocaust, like mass shootings, uh, whatever it may be. It's because there are sinful people in the world and they have chosen the wrong thing. Mm. But God, even in his sovereignty, has chosen not to step in and rebuke the possible relationship that, that could unfold. Mm. What about, uh, so, you know, uh, I guess the, the question is like, so we have free will, you know, uh, and people have the free will to sin and mm -hmm. people have the free will to, uh, you know, execute a mass shooting or, mm -hmm. you know, be the Unabomber or whatever. What about, uh, like we see in Romans, we see Pharaoh that God is like specifically creating and using Pharaoh to be as, you know, as for his purposes, the yeah. writer says like to yeah. be a vessel for destruction or right. a vessel of yeah. destruction. Right. When we talk about Romans, uh, nine and 10, uh, we look at, at Pharaoh and what uh, the author of Romans is saying, and it's Paul. He's saying basically um, he compares humanity to uh, clay pots. And he says, um, who are we as clay pots to, to talk to our creator and say what we're supposed to be used for? 
And so as, as a creator of someone who makes pots, if I can make one pot to be used to display fruit on our, on my dining room table, and I can make another porcelain pot for myself to use as a place to relieve myself. And so, uh, who are we to decide and, and say back, like, why did you make me this way? Because ultimately we are his creation and he can use us however he wants. Um, so that's a part of that discussion. Uh, another part is, uh, when we go back to the Pharaoh passage, we see the first few times Pharaoh, actually, it says Pharaoh hardened his own heart. And then the last few times it says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And so to an extent, and we see this other times in scripture where God, it says God like gave us into our basic passions. Mm. And so, um, we see that, I think it's in Corinthians when it's talking about like homosexuality and, uh, and lesbian relationships and, um, where we chose certain things for ourselves and that, and then God said, fine, you chose them. You're going to have to live with them. Mm. Um, and so I think that has an aspect to it as well. Uh, but ultimately the, uh, and this kind of goes to Job as well. Uh, when Job is questioning, uh, Job is a passage of scripture where, uh, this guy loses everything. He's a really rich man. He has a big family. He loses everything, his whole family and all his livestock, everything. And he, he's asking God, like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And ultimately, at the end of this, like, 50-chapter book with a lot of good conversation with him and his friends and his family, God says, where were you when I created the foundations of the earth? Mm. Like, who are you to ask me why anything happens? I created you. I created everything. And so, um, and then we have the passage in Isaiah, uh, your ways are higher than my ways and your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And so, to an extent, it's, we can't really comprehend uh, the way God does what he does and why he does what he does, but he has given us cues into his nature and he has given us um, insight into who he is and his character. And so that's what we base so much of our relationship with him on is what we know about him. Mm. So we know that Jesus came here um, to become one of us to save us, right? Mm -hmm. To to exhibit that relationship. And um, he basically gave us two commandments, and that's to love him and to love others. And um, when I look around today, I just don't see, there's just, especially in politics, but even amongst our friends. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really struggle when people just throw other people away. You know, if they disagree on a particular point or politically, um, there's such hatred out there. And we do have to remember that it isn't each other that's fighting. It's, it's, you know, it's what's behind the scenes that, you know, the, the, it's the spiritual forces behind it that is, that we don't have any control over. Mm -hmm. And so truly, if we were to focus mm. ourselves on loving God and loving others, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it would just be so much better. And yet it's, it is a challenge. And I know, I think we all kind of struggle sometimes with if I see another post, like I'm on Facebook, if I see another post like that, I think I'm going to unfriend them. You know, and I hear this, I read this, and, and I know people that unfriend others because they don't like their political viewpoints. I don't tend to do that because I want to understand their political viewpoints. So I prefer to kind of know where they're coming from because I think it's important to try to understand even if you don't agree. And I mean, that's kind of part of this, why we're doing this podcast, right? Yeah. You know, is to try to bridge the gap, whatever gap we have. 
And I think it's important that you bring up um, those two uh, rules. God, or Jesus comes and he says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, love your neighbor to yourself. Through these two things, uh, you'll obey the entire law. And I think part of that we don't realize is having a right view of self. It's yeah. hard for us to love other people when we have an inflated view of ourself. Mm-hmm. And so having a proper view of self is important in obeying those commands, but it's also important in understanding your role in creation. Um, we, we elevate our own importance <laughs> so high. And to think that we're in a creation story that spans thousands of years where God's orchestrating so many things and we're just a pinprick in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to an extent, uh, we also need to have a realistic view of who we are and where we stand and realize that God says, Hey, I want you to be a part of my story. I want you to be a part of my family. Here's what I'm asking you to do. And then we come at him and say, who are you to say <laughs> these mm-hmm. things to me? Like, it's like, well, you don't understand who you are and you don't understand who he is. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, he also says that we're to consider others greater than ourselves. Right. And which is kind of along the lines that what you're talking about. And I, I will be honest and I'll say, I do struggle with that. You know, I think especially as an eight, mm-hmm. on you know, Enneagram. on the Enneagram, um, I don't tend to think that way. I've always kind of felt like there isn't much I can't do and, and all that. And, and sometimes he just has to, uh, humble me Mm. and um, put me in my place and I have to recognize who he created me to be Mm. and that's who I need to be because there's only one Bobby. Yeah. There's only one Tyler. There's only one Scott. There's only one Dave. Well, my roommate's name is Scott too. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, there are two Scots in this house. Okay, well, you know what I mean. You know, so, you know, it's really important that why do we envy our neighbors? Like why... Mm. You know, I just think about like the whole Hollywood scene and just how dysfunctional that whole area is. And it's like their whole role in life is to be somebody else, hmm. you know, to pretend to be somebody else. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to mischaracterize everybody. I know there's some wonderful people there and, and healthy people, but. Yeah, like, don't you dare disparage Tom Hanks. Right. Oh, yeah. you know what? Seriously, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Like, truly, Tom Hanks is a, is a, is a good guy. He, um, he really is. Um, yeah. I've heard really a lot of positive things oh, about yeah. him. I mean, people that I've, that I've met that met him personally that, mm-hmm. or that know him personally. So um, I have nothing bad to say at all about the man. Um, but I just meant in terms of the, the – it's kind of like cultural. And then how many um, of us that look – to that group for you know we're looking to them instead of god as mm-hmm. to how we should live our lives mm-hmm. how we should look uh, what we should do how we should feel and i just i i don't know it's just hard to comprehend um putting that much faith in another person instead of putting it where it needs to be and that is in god well and i i think too this kind of all ties back uh i'll kind of uh, bring us back to kind of the central topic. When we talk about the idea of God's sovereignty, what we're really saying is that God is in charge. Totally, mm-hmm. totally in charge. And he gets to decide. Like the definition of a Lord. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, uh, or, you know, sovereign, mm-hmm. you know, sovereign, like the definition of a, a, someone who is sovereign, a sovereign is someone who has total agency. No one can tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. They are in control. Uh, and so when we say sovereignty of God, what we're saying is God's in charge. Uh, so now that we've kind of talked a little bit about why, uh, you know, God may quote unquote allow things like 
terrorism, mass shootings, things like that. It's not, again, it's not that God is uh, allowing it in as much as that his allowance is a result of free will. Mm-hmm. Um, so now let's kind of pivot and talk a little bit about some of these more natural disasters yeah. where there really isn't a person responsible for it. Mm-hmm. It's not a direct result of someone's sin against us. Sure. Uh, it's just... You know, it's a wildfire. It's a hurricane. Mm-hmm. It's a tornado in uh, Nashville. It's a uh, it's a, a COVID nineteen virus. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so w- this side of things, I think, is also multifaceted. Um, and so I will start by saying, I think that uh, natural disasters. It's it's very possible. We don't know this for sure. Um, but it's very possible that they are also a result of the fall. Mm. Um, we don't know what the world was like when it was perfect. Uh, mm. We don't know what the world was like before the curse, whether there was natural disasters or fires or earthquakes or any of these things. Or what it will be like when it's made perfect again. When it's made again. perfect again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, it's very possible that, that these things are a result of sin mm-hmm. still that is lingering from the beginning of time uh, or from the beginning of sin. And so I, I think that's a very possible facet. I don't know if it's a fully true or not. There could have been earthquakes and fires and stuff beforehand because we also see some natural disasters producing life. Mm-hmm. Things like fires um, help rebuild and are actually good for the natural recreation mm-hmm. of things. And yeah, so for the environment, it's very possible that they are were just a part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, there, the other part for me, um, and I'll just kind of flesh some of this out is uh when god created adam and eve he told them to uh, one he created them in his image and uh a lot of times we don't really know what that means or what it fully entails and uh this segment isn't meant to be a full uh expansion on what that does mean Mm. but i think a part of what the image of god means is god is in charge yeah and he has dominion over creation and he created and he said, okay, now I'm charging you guys to control and own the world. Yeah. Like this is your guys' thing. And so I think part of our calling, our deep and most rooted calling as humanity is to learn to take dominion over the world. Mm. And so we have things like natural disasters that perhaps God has challenged us like, hey, as a race, figure out how to fix these things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have to be responsible. Um, again, I think going back to what I said earlier, if we consider others greater than ourselves and we really truly care for fellow man, then why are we out buying, you know, six 25 packs of toilet paper <laughs> and all the hand sanitizer that would last you for five years? <laughs> I really think that... 55-gallon drums like, of hand sanitizer. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, I... I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I understand that you need to be able to feed your family, but mm-hmm. you also need to be considerate of others and leaving things for other people as well. And um, Yeah, there are major considerations to people who don't have means to buy things in bulk. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I know I was asking Dad, uh, Dave, um, before it's like who are some of the older people that we know or people that can't get around like we really need to be mindful of them during Mm. this time period Mm -hmm. so be thinking about anyone that you know of that they don't necessarily have to be an invalid but but perhaps 
they're older and they shouldn't be going out. Like I just encouraged my father, dad, quit going out to the stores. Like he's at a store every single day. I know Debbie, my uh, good friend, is is encouraged her mom the same thing. She mm-hmm. likes to go to the store every day, and it's like you know, just you know, at this point, just try to sit back and um, you know, kind of stay home and. Um, I don't think anything is that important that you have to run out. We'll make sure that you have food. And uh, so I'm just saying be considerate of those that you know around you that really can use your help right now. Don't be trying to hoard things just for yourself. Mm. You you have probably some friends and relatives that uh, need your help. Mm-hmm. So how uh, how should we uh, how should we respond to uh, you know, this now the World Health Organization has officially declared this to be a pandemic mm-hmm. that is of global uh, global uh, effect. Mm-hmm. Um, this will affect the world. Mm-hmm. Knowing that God is in charge, how, how do you think we should be responding to the coronavirus? Yeah, so um, there's, uh, I already mentioned the Joe passage earlier. Um, and there's another passage in Luke chapter 13. Uh, Jesus hears of some news of um, this guy named Pilate who had murdered some people. Um, he was an, a ruler over over them, and he had killed people because of something they were doing. And then he also mentions that uh, there was a house that collapsed and killed 18 people. And he said in both cases, uh, it wasn't because they were sinful. Uh, it but it was just something that happened. And so I think one, it's important for us to realize that not <laughs> all natural disasters and things like this are because God's judging. Yeah. Let's, yeah. There are a lot of people who do say yeah. mm-hmm. that natural disasters are a result of right. sin, mm-hmm. right. sinful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember very famously, Jerry Falwell said that the, the <laughs> levees breaking yeah, uh, was as uh, it was because of gay people. Yeah, I mean, come on, people. And yeah. they they go and they use scripture to say see, yeah. and mm-hmm. they look at things like the flood. They look at things like um, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, um, and there is some differences between those stories and these stories, and it's that every story that we know of where God was using natural disaster to judge someone, He, he told us. He said, I'm using this to judge these people. <laughs> and he didn't do that and all these other things. And so it would be kind of inconsistent. Un- unless uh, unless God has sent an angel to you. And said. And said. Yeah. And even then, according to scripture, I would question it. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> If I know, anyone comes reporting a different gospel. <laughs> well, I know before when we were talking about gun control, I brought up the whole Sandy Hook situation. Mm. And, you know, I can't think of too many tragedies that are more horrible than that to have mm-hmm. a mass shooting where somebody goes in and kills a bunch of kindergartners i mean honestly it's it's just it's horrific and it's just hard to comprehend um and so you know i think in order for us to cope i mean we have our hope our hope is in jesus and and um i think we do have to go back to romans eight twenty eight that all things work together for good um, for those who are called according to his purpose and mm. and purposes. And I think that it's important that we kind of come back to that. Mm. Um, whether or not it's man-made or not, mm-hmm. I mean, um, we just can't lose our hope. We have to, when we get in a funk, 
about whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so important that we are surrounded by others um, that are encouraging and that we hold each other accountable and that we, um, you know, just come alongside each other as well uh, to, to lift each other up. Because sometimes, you know, like this could be affecting maybe older people. The yeah. coronavirus could be affecting um, older people a little bit more than it's affecting younger people. And I do hear, you know, some people are joking about it, but we are just like, as we were doing in the beginning, it's just really just levity because it really is such a serious matter and, and we all take it seriously. But it's important that, I mean, we can't just live in in stress. We can't, yeah, yeah. you know, it's important that we focus on um, doing good for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so going back to those those passages of, of Job and Luke, uh, Job specifically, we, we know that there are um, supernatural things happening. This isn't just mm-hmm. something that's happening on the earth, but there is some kind of supernatural battle happening between the powers of good and the powers of evil. And so very much we have to realize that our battle isn't against each other. Right. Uh, we know that also in Ephesians, uh, when it's talking about the armor of God, it mm-hmm. says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities right. and powers of the air. Yeah. And so that's that's a big part of this as well. <laughs> I tried to say that I'm before, sorry. and I didn't really kind of say it as well as you did. Yeah, I, uh, you said our battle is <laughs> yeah. against the principalities yeah. and powers yeah. of the air. Mm-hmm. Coronavirus is a airborne. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it just made me laugh. <laughs> that's not what. That's yeah, not that's what Paul's talking yeah. about. That's no. not what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, it was uh, just one of the points, yeah. and this ties in with what you're saying that Jesus is making in Luke 13 is these things help us have a proper perspective on life mm-hmm. and on the things happening in life. Mm. Um, we get so caught up in our life and so much of why we're distraught with so many of these things isn't necessarily because we're concerned with all the people that are dying or being affected by this, but because it disrupts our, our flow. Right. And so we have to realize like these things do give us proper perspective on the importance of life, the importance of other people, um, that life is short. Like we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's important what we do with today. It helps us think more clearly on man. If, if coronavirus becomes a, uh, a huge thing in our local area, how am I living? How are other people living? Do I have family members, friends who don't know Jesus? How do I talk with them about these things? These things all of a sudden become elevated and important, which ties in with Romans eight twenty eight. Like mm-hmm. God never ceases to use a negative circumstance to bring about good things in his glory and, and leading more people uh, to him. And then when we're talking about specifically God not intervening, right? We're talking about sovereignty and God not intervening. While God may not be intervening in this area right now, he did the ultimate intervening in sending Jesus to earth to mm. save us from the ultimate thing, right? Right. These, these are all subcategories of, of destruction. Mm-hmm. Jesus came and he saved us from ultimate destruction. Jesus gave the ultimate intervene. He came in, he lived a perfect life. He died for us. He offered himself as a, to us as a, a savior for our sins and says, here, do something with this. Like, I want you to be a part of what I'm doing. And we constantly neglect that. Yeah. And it's things like this that help us remind ourselves of these things once again. And, and I think, and I was thinking about this this morning um, with respect to the coronavirus is that um, we, again, we don't know what, 
we don't know what his purposes are. We just know what we need to do. We need to stay in relationship with him and follow his lead. Basically, when he tells us to do something, we need to do it because this coronavirus could be preparing us for something far worse and to be prepared. Like we don't know. We, we really just don't know. Yeah. And, and I think that, uh, I think that that's a super important point. We don't know. And it is pointless for us to speculate. Absolutely. Like whenever people are speculating about, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like there, there's just no point. And Jesus tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough worry of its own. And exactly. (laughs) And we are as believers, we know we're just passing through this world. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Jesus in that same passage, he's, he's talking about, um, don't worry about what you'll eat or what you'll drink or how you'll be clothed. Or but, if you have toilet paper. Or yes. yeah, or, or hand sanitizer. Right. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. Yeah. And so while there is uh, a part of us that does need to take some action on our own part to Absolutely. prepare for things, I'm not saying don't sanitize your hands and just go around touching each other's faces. Like that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, well, if you want to go around and lick every doorknob, you uh, have free will to do you that. Do. You do have free will to do that. Just stay away from me. Yes. Um, uh, but what I am saying is, there are more important things than even this. Yeah. And it's that people's lives and souls are at stake. And so uh, I would rather have more people saved than uh, spend all my time trying to protect myself from something else. Absolutely. Uh, Paul says uh, at some point, and maybe you'll be able to to, uh, point out the reference. I I don't have it. Um, but Paul says at some point that, that we should be less concerned with the destruction of our bodies and be more constru- more concerned with yeah. uh, the destruction of our souls. Yeah, he says, uh, why are you afraid of man who can only destroy your body yeah. Yeah. when you're not afraid of God who can destroy your soul? Um, I think that in either Romans or Corinthians, but I don't remember yeah. which one. But, uh, but I think that we can, can and should uh, apply that same... Uh, logic not only to our our ourselves but to how we think about everyone around us mm-hmm. like uh you know a lot of people are afraid of you know for people that they know that they're going to be inf- infected with coronavirus and like paul's not saying don't be afraid of you know things that are dangerous he's mm-hmm. saying have a right perspective yeah right there size higher, there are bigger yes. things right size mm-hmm. these things and mm-hmm. it's it, i don't think that anyone is sinning by being <laughs> afraid right now mm-hmm. or nervous about uh people themselves or or mm-hmm. their loved ones but there are bigger things to be concerned about sure. with your loved ones mm-hmm. than whether sure. or not they're going to get coronavirus right Absolutely. Um, any, uh, I, I have kind of a, a closing thought, but before we get to that, any final sort of like thoughts about, uh, you know, God being in control uh, over this situation and uh, how we ought to respond? Well, I just wanted to say that our hope is in Jesus and it's not in the government. Yeah. It's not in each other, yet we should be able to look to each other, like I was saying before, for encouragement and for help and holding each other accountable if you see somebody that's focusing maybe maybe they're misguided yeah in their attempts at dealing with the situation you know have a conversation with them but you know we need to keep our eyes on jesus yeah yeah i i would just reiterate kind of the, the some of the final points of um put things in the right perspective know what's most important 
Um, and then with that, uh, Romans 8, not just that all things work out together for good, but that there's no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. And um, if you're a listener out there and you don't know Jesus and you've, you're hearing what we're saying and you don't um, really know and this sounds like a security that you would want in your life, like we would love to have that conversation with you and, and talk with you what it means to, to be a believer. And so uh, definitely reach out to us or if you have a Christian in your life uh, that you want, to, that you know that you can talk to, reach out to them and talk to them about these things. Because even if the coronavirus were to get you, if, if Jesus has you, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. And yeah. so there are, there are bigger things at play. And so that, that's my encouragement to you guys. And, and that's how I can have confidence in my life. And I hope in my life is that even if I were to die to the coronavirus or anything else, like I, that's actually great for me because now I get to spend the rest of my time with, uh, with God. And so, uh, that, that's what I would encourage you guys to do is uh, have a right perspective on things and make the decisions now that will lead to what you want. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, we uh, are not. Uh, we've said this a few times, but we're not. Uh, we're not encouraging um, recklessness or carelessness in any way. Um, you know, be uh, use use good judgment as you uh, go through life. Uh, not only in response to coronavirus, but in response to everything else. Uh, use good judgment, but know that. Uh, know that God is in control. He is sovereign over coronavirus. And I kind of want to bookend this episode uh, with a, a shameless plug. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, but uh, a lot of people I know are very afraid right now and uh, and need, uh, need church now more than ever. And so uh, Scott and I uh, work for Sandals Church, mm-hmm. uh, and the three of us uh, go to Sandals Church. And Sandals Church has uh, made the decision uh, in response to uh, our government, uh, in honoring our government. Um, you know, uh, the Bible makes it clear uh, that we need to honor mm-hmm. uh, the authority that's placed over us Absolutely. by God. And unless they tell us to do something that goes against Scripture— then we should honor them. We mm-hmm. should make every effort to honor them. And so in response to that, but also really uh, just in order to consider the people in our church that are more vulnerable to, to this disease, to consider them more important than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, with those two things in mind, we've decided to move all of our church services online this weekend. Uh, and so you can uh, hear from scripture uh, this weekend in your own home, uh, and you can worship with your family in your own home by going to sandalschurch.com. You can go there now and find more information yeah. about what you can expect this weekend. Uh, and we have... Uh, Saturday I, night times, Sunday morning times, Sunday night times. Yeah, I think we have in total, I think we have uh, eight, seven or eight services this weekend mm-hmm. online. And uh, we would love to, to, to be there. I'm going to be there. I'll be in the chat. And uh, so Tyler B will be my handle. I'd love to connect with you. And, and if you need prayer, uh, we want to pray for you. We want to, if you're scared and you need to talk to someone, we want to talk to you. Uh, And so as always, you can reach out to us uh, here on the podcast at hello at realworldpodcast.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at the real world pod. And we love you guys. And, uh, We care about you, and uh, we hope that you 
be safe, but more than that, we hope that you use this opportunity to uh, talk with the people in your life about Jesus. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. Stay safe and talk about Jesus. Absolutely. (laughs) It's always about Jesus. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week. Uh, Thanks for listening to this special episode. And uh, Scott, Bobby, I love you. Love Love you too. too. Have a good one, guys.